Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, the 73rd episode of the Quick Resume podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing so, so well. Um, my name is Deck, if you haven't been here before. And over there is um, um, is the co-host of the show and oh. an all-round, just top-notch bloke. It's me, Tim. And thanks, man. You're a top-notch <laughs> bloke as well. <laughs> yeah, a couple of top-notch blokes on the show for you today. Just for you and only you. Your eyes only. Um, so, you know, we've got a handful of stuff to talk about this week. It's been fairly busy. Um, uh, Scorn came out. Um, there's been Minecraft Live. You know, there's been controversy around Gotham Knights. Would you believe it? And uh, it might only be hitting 30 frames, Tim. Oh, um, next gen. 30 frames. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I know. I know. All, all very controversial stuff that you might have to stick around and listen to. Um, the, you know, the CMA. You know, the UK regulator is having a having a big old. A feud with Xbox that's still going. Will it ever stop? I don't know. Hopefully, death comes first, uh, and much more. You know, much more. Starfield. Let's not forget about Starfield. Or Phil posting a picture of his shelf, the little links, oh, yeah. with uh, a sneaky Xbox device on it as well. You know, he's right there on the, on the thumbnail. I even did the red circle. Oh wow! The I BuzzFeed red this. circle. Yeah, I haven't seen this <laughs> yeah, picture of this shelf. So that's. Uh, it's, it's in the notes, so you can. Uh, can have a look but yeah well thanks for joining if you're here if you're here live or if you're here after the fact uh say hi say hi in the chat you know let us know you're here um so tim let's start with you man um how's your week been i know we've been playing a lot of overwatch together but how how are you yeah i'm good i'm good it's been a it's been a pretty good week um pretty busy from both personal and the gamer and the gamer brain um so yeah yeah just everything kind of ramping up at work and stuff but had a nice little nice little release to come back to at the end of every day in the overwatch uh, i say release sometimes it makes me rage dude overwatch does make me like it, it's quite an irritating shooter isn't it compared to most um i don't know there's, there's just something about it that is quite infuriating when you have teammates that just I don't know, you either have to flex around or they just don't do anything. And it's just like, I don't expect everyone to be sway. I, I understand it's quick play. Maybe I'm taking it a bit too seriously or whatever. But it, it can be really annoying when they just like insta-lock DPS and you flex around them, you know, even though you wanted to play that specific role and then they just don't do it even remotely correctly. And you're like, oh my God. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... It's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. I was playing with um our friend Jake yesterday and we had... um 
we had someone like join late and everyone else had picked, you know, like, you know, I think this is an unspoken rule that if you pick first, then you're usually safe and you have to fill as a result, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'd picked and the one person left who hadn't picked was called Big Batty. And for like, for a minute straight in the pregame, like, you know, before anything started, we were like, just going back and forth, like, Big Batty is such a nice guy. Yeah. Big Batty's going to fill with support. He's going to pick a Mercy. He's going to pick a Lucio. And we're going to have a great time. Big mm -hmm. Batty would never do this to us. And like, it ticks down, it ticks down to like the final second. We walk out the door and he still hasn't picked. And he's like, Big Batty's probably just getting prepped to pick support. It's quite mentally taxing. And then he's, <laughs> he just left because he had to play support. Oh my God, he just left the game. <laughs> Although it's worse, oh, yeah, leaving the game is worse than picking Widow. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, so it's 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 rough out up. there in, in, in Overwatch. But regardless, it's been a nice little um, a nice little game to be able to just hop on every single day. Um, I'm still really having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I oh yeah, I think it's great. Even though there's so much controversy around that game, um, I feel like people just need to kind of enjoy it for, for for what it is a little bit it's still the overwatch you know and love but kind of just better in the way it plays so i don't know i think people were as always are just never satisfied um and I, i'm not like i'm not saying this game's perfect like there are some serious issues with it but like generally it's fine um and the the sort of the developer update was a little bit um on the slim side um with the fact that you know we still have this achievement bug on xbox where we get kicked every single time oh, it's we fixed. Got an achievement oh it's fixed now is it i i get i got an achievement yesterday and i didn't get kicked so. oh, okay well that's literally happened in the last 24 hours so i do apologize unless that's an outlier but yeah like that could have been like, now, an clip one, like achievement <laughs> potentially maybe that's why uh oh no i don't think it was a sombra yeah. i don't know I don't all know. i know is that they didn't crash for that one bug i haven't had a second one to be able to like you know replicate okay. it so I don't right. know. well that's 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 good then if they fix that we still don't know but um and it was just a little bit slim on the fact like i i i do think some tweaks are needed um to a fair few characters i know it's still quite early in its life cycle um but i definitely do think um some characters need bringing down a peg or two and some need bringing up a peg or two but you know they're basically their their um dev notes basically just said they're really happy with with everyone's balance and they're just like everyone's got like a 40 to 50 percent win ratio so we're not touching them and it's like i guess yeah sure i mean you can go with the hard facts but you can also just kind of play the game and get a feel for it it definitely isn't perfectly balanced and there are some tweaks needed there um but yeah yeah um yeah having a lot of fun with that uh what else have i been playing i don't i really don't think i've been playing like anything else um we wanted to jump there on... is only overwatch yeah 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 it's basically overwatch yeah we've been wanting to jump on evil um which came to games pass yeah um i don't know if that was going to be in the honorable mentions um at some point um it, but... it would have been if we'd played it but <clears throat> yeah yeah but that's recently come out um games pass in the last week or two and it's like another like among us style game so yeah. social deducting game yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh but we just haven't really had the the party members on to make a full we we totally would have played it if we had um like our six man party on like normal or seven man party but everyone's kind of been doing their own thing um so yeah no yeah. basically just overwatch 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 for me um what about you awesome 
Uh, yeah, I mean, before we... <clears throat> we'll, we'll come back around to Overwatch because there is um, just a very small uh, bit of news I wanted to touch on about it. But um, yeah. I, I played and completed Scorn. Um, oh, yeah. I saw that you completed that, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a really short game. Uh, it's, it's only four hours long. Well, I, I clocked in at four hours. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a real roller coaster of an experience um, for me. Uh, overall, I, I liked it. I had a good time. Um, I'm, I'm really glad I got to play it. It's one of those games where you have it and you're like, this was a far from perfect game, but I'm really glad I got to play on Game Pass because that was very, very unique. And it, and it yeah. was very, very unique. Um, it, like, and the, it's just that there's just like one or two like glaring problems that I just don't, I feel like could have been really easily avoided. Um, like the game, you know, it, it's essentially a puzzle game and I'll stay away from spoilers. Not that I could spoil it if I wanted to, because it's so fucking weird and like obscure that it wouldn't mean anything to you if I said it out loud. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially a puzzle, like a exploration game. Yeah. There's no action here, really. Don't expect going into this. There's like one or two sequences where there is a little bit. Um, but, you know, if you've read the reviews, you probably have a clear idea of what people are angling for with the game. But the, what the, the big thing that people keep saying is the combat's really bad. Like everything else looks really good, but the combat's really bad. And I'm not sure I like, I guess it just depends what you're talking about when you say combat. Like, mm. because the guns look good, they sound good, they fight, they generally control troll well. Like, you don't have any options for, like, you can't change sensitivities or anything like that, because it's not a shooter, so, you know, whatever, that's fine. Generally, yeah. you're not shooting your stuff. Um, there's good enemy reactivity, you know, stuff like that. It, it's To me, it's more the encounter design, which is really bad. Like, there are right. times where they, like, will just put enemies in, like, a corridor, and so you're essentially, as the player, faced with a decision, do I try and shoot through this enemy? Do I try and run past them? Or do I just walk backwards until they like leave me alone? Yeah. And yeah. I find that the first two just barely ever work. Like you can't, you don't have a good sense of enemy health. Okay. Um, and their hitboxes are really big. So you can try and run past them, but you just won't be able to. And it will just be really frustrating because generally you move quite slow, like you turn quite slow as well. Mm. So if you run forward and then want to turn away, like you'll, like you'll die quite quick. You'll take a few hits. Yeah. Um, and that was a problem I ran into in the mid part of the game. Like I have, like I really almost put the game down because I was like, if the rest of the game's just going to be like this after they started introducing enemies, I don't know if I can be bothered. Like it's a bit too annoying. Okay. Eventually I just learned, and this is my advice to you, like, like you and like the listener, if you want to give it a go, when you come across enemies, don't even bother shooting them. Most of them just fuck off. Just literally do a 180, walk backwards, put your controller down for 15 seconds and then go back. It's it's like and that's what I mean when I'm saying encounter designs. Like the okay. enemies, they just go away, and that's fine. But like, um, I I kind of think it's almost a problem that they tried to give you guns. But had they just not done that, give it make it, it would like have been a, they would have had a more of a survival feel, like and an they could have made changed the maps to give. You, yeah, they could have like changed the maybe the rats. There's another route you can take, but there's oftentimes mm. there's not. Yeah, like there's there's one path. There's an enemy on it. Okay, you have to make the decision. Do I run? And like again, I, I didn't also didn't realize that because the game just gives you no tutorial. The only sense of what button does what is when you press the start menu, which is obviously fine. But I think because again, everything in the game is so obscure, you can't immediately tell what it is, mm. and that's and that's great. I think that's a really good feeling in terms of making like a mystery, you know, whatever scorn is like a horror thriller, whatever. Yeah. But in terms of like readability, I had this fucking thing which was like a bunch of testicles on the end of like a rectum. 
I don't know how to describe it. I'm being oh, okay. genuinely yeah. And you, you put it into this machine and a little needle goes in and it puffs up the little testicles. The little testicles are health balls and you jam them in your wrist. And I didn't know that. Because you and you hold RB to do it, I didn't know that. And I, because I, I, I just had, I was like, I'm after dying a few times, I, you know, press start. And like, Am I missing anything? Turns out I was missing that because yeah. here's the other glaring, like, downside um, the checkpoint system. The game doesn't tell you, like, you, you, you can't save the game, uh, it will save for you when it wants. <laughs> it, okay. it's, there seem to be some like automatically triggered checkpoints in the game, but the game doesn't tell you when it's saved. Like, there's no like spinny icon, there's mm. nothing. Mm. It tends to be after a section, but you won't know when that is. Quick resume was like literally a lifesaver because had you had I just closed the game, I would have like lost loads of progress like yeah. in, in multiple sections. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. But beside that, I mean, it, it, you know, it literally is more of what you've seen like it online. It, it's more of that um, really interesting art style, really interesting. Video. It looks really good, like visually, like not just like artistically. Does it look really interesting and like you know, obviously like. Um, macabre and like kind of gross yeah. um yeah it, it's like the volumetric lighting is really good yeah. like it, it just looks really the lighting good. did stand out to me when i saw trailers and stuff like that for such a kind of like grim looking mm-hmm. dark game and stuff like that yeah it did have some very nice um very nice lighting and it did it did graphically look quite impressive yeah yeah and the environments were just good as well and it's um you know, don't expect any like face value story to be told here. Like a lot of the story is told in its environment, and it, it's a lot of like it's very allegorical as well. There's a lot of allegory here, you know, about the human experience. You know, and that's fine. You can get to the end of it, make your own interpretation there, and that's fine. That's like that was I think well done for for like the short experience that it was. Um, but it, you know, as I say, mostly the game is just it's mostly a puzzle game. The logic puzzles in there were reasonably enjoyable. I thought they were all pretty good, to be fair um but the third act i i would say there's like there's like the tutorial and then there's act one two and three essentially mm-hmm. um the second is where they start throwing loads of enemies with you that's where i started to have my worst probably time with the game until i figured it out but the third act was genuinely very good um the the game's quite quiet for most of the time there, there are some bits of music and score that play throughout but in the third act, there's this really like piercing like soundtrack they start to play. Um, there's this like high violins, like with some like low bass, and it's like just really unsettling. It's like what you'd expect, like in a Prometheus or an alien movie. Yeah, yeah. Like coming into like an alien planet or something. Um, and it's like the environment in the third act is totally different to one and two, which are quite similar. Um, and it gives you like a lot more of an insight into the world and what's going on. Uh, and it was just really good. It was really captivating that last act. I wish they'd made more of it like that. Um, mm. I really enjoyed that final bit. So it's, it's worth seeing through if you can stomach it, um, stomach a bit of annoyance and, you know, some very slow gameplay. It is very, very slow gameplay. Um, to just kind of take in the visuals, uh, that, that last act is really good. But yeah, I, I probably wouldn't agree with your reviews. I'd probably give it somewhere between the 7 and a 7.5 because, like, yeah. that is a fucked up checkpoint system and some of those encounter designs are... <laughs> yeah. Just, like, so frustrating. Most people are going to get to that and just put it down, like... Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't seem very. I mean, just by the way you're describing it, it doesn't seem very uh, user friendly. Because um, I have to admit, like, we're you know we're relatively adept gamers. We 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 play games every single day. We have for uh, God knows how long. It's been like one of our main hobbies. A new player booting this up or looking for like a horror experience is probably putting this down very quickly. Um, with with how obscure yeah. some of this stuff is. 
um and i get that's not necessarily their their, their targeted audience I, I get that and they're not necessarily upset that these people will put down that game they've probably predicted that in their statistics but um yeah it is, it is a shame um especially something only four hours long or something you know as a developer you'd like everyone that downloads it and opens it to ideally finish it especially if it's such a short experience um you know having players drop off a four-hour game is not not ideal um but yeah it, it, it definitely sounds interesting um and uh it is on my radar and especially knowing it's quite short now that's actually a little bit more appealing to me um because with the games i'm enjoying right now that's taking up so much of my time it doesn't seem like so much of a commitment to hop into this gross game and just play it for four hours and just be like oh that was fun you know um so to me i actually quite like the um the the length of the game that's quite appealing to me but yeah yeah it, it was nice <clears throat> it was nice that it was short um i will say um i wouldn't like if there had been another act of like similar to the third act i wouldn't have I, that would have probably been quite nice because that it was really captivating but i'm not i think it, it was good that it ended when it did because like i said the gameplay is very very slow yeah it's lots of walking around looking at the environment going from one interactable to the next to figure out how mm. they kind of fit together sort of thing um so yeah yeah i would recommend it i would recommend it um as i say you know if you want to give it a go <clears throat> when you get to those enemy encounters don't bother trying to fight there's like you know if you've seen other reviews there's like one or two enemies that you have to fight in the entire game and you know and here's something else as well like it's just just really weird like one of the, the one of the guns you get early on um it's like a pistol and when you're moving the crosshair is big and then i realized later that if you stop moving it goes really short, like the, the crosshair comes in and essentially you can fire it from a range. Uh, but like the gun doesn't change to community. Like why? Why does that just yeah. close so much? It literally becomes like a, a little shotgun thing to a pistol. And I just don't feel the game, like I couldn't have known that unless I, like, I spotted it by complete accident. And after that point, I was actually picking off some things from a distance. Like I probably did more shooting than most people did in the end. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh, that's actually quite helpful, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. for some of these encounter designs where there's like long uh, hallways and there's something at the end. It's like, oh, how am I going to get past other than, you know, getting its attention, walking backwards, waiting 30 seconds and then walking back in. Mm. So, um, but it's, uh, yeah, overall would recommend super, super unique. Um, yeah. Like we said, only four hours long. Um, uh, easy game score as well. Nice. <laughs> nice. And what would you, uh, so you give it like a seven, what would you, what would you give the gore on a scale of 10? Was it, was it as gory as we were predicting? <laughs> the gore was it, scale. Was it pretty cringe? Some of these, some of these scenes? Uh, yes, some of it is pretty gross. Um, some of it is pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, definitely some of it did get under my skin a little bit. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, I'd really give it like a, like an eight maybe an 8.5 on the gore scale oh, uh right. respectable <laughs> yeah respectable for sure <laughs> um okay so let's i i wanted to come right around to overwatch 2 then because obviously it's something we've been playing he's touched on it a little bit but like the reason that i'm bringing it back up is because uh blizzard announced this week that overwatch 2 reached two um no reached 25 million players in 10 days uh, hmm. uh whereas Overwatch One only hits. Um, I've I've got ten million in the first three months. That's the stat. Damn, that's crazy. And Free it's play, not man. you know it it it's regular 
it, like it's normal that sequels have more growth than initial like you know the, the first games that, that happens like sequels grow and grow and grow that's why witcher yeah. 3 exploded you know and you know etc etc um but yeah like you said obviously free to play is a big part of this but it's i always just find this really really interesting because especially when there are loud bubbles online you know and content creators making very negative content about a game uh to see the games have this much success yeah you know what i mean uh-huh uh-huh just a bit of a glaring contradiction yeah yeah what what you mean is in just the negativity around its success you're talking about yeah yeah sort of it's just like like with the way people are talking about it you'd expect this game like nobody to have played it Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah i mean and and that's exactly what it is like negativity spreads we know that as as gamers um it spreads a lot more than than positive positivity um and uh yeah i just think even these people that are really upset at the game or not happy with it they're still playing it i think um and i think with with just a shooter not really entering the scene for a little while especially on like consoles and stuff like that i think it's just people are just still giving it a go and playing it even if they're not particularly happy with it just because it's just something different it's something that pulls us away from apex or call of duty you know before modern warfare 2 launches um and stuff like that so um it'd be interesting to see how how many of those will be recurring players moving into the weeks and when modern warfare 2 comes out how many drop off and stuff like that um but i kind of knew it was going to be extremely successful i mean overwatch is just like we said it, it's overwatch it plays fantastic and they've they've only improved the 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 gameplay in in all honesty not sure if they've improved the gameplay loop per se like i think there's a lot of work to be done there in terms of like they have added more maps and more game modes and more heroes and stuff but in terms of progression earning skins and stuff like that um that's probably actually worse than overwatch one at the moment like i prefer the model they're going with but how they've executed it is actually worse than the loot boxes as it is right now um and uh i just don't see why they didn't just keep loot boxes but just only have them for like account levels you know like in overwatch one account level you get a loot box xp you get a loot box you get a loot box but they're just not purchasable with real money right then it just takes the whole gambling aspect away from it you can't buy account levels. You can't buy loot boxes, but you just earn them through XP. And then you just get shit quicker. But then, yeah, you know, like you said, that doesn't help them when they go free to play, right? They need to make these things grindy. They need to try and force the player to buy it with a with a uh, with real money. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, and I think, you know, uh, like this, this needs to be really sort of like really carefully considered because i had this interaction on twitter the other day um and i got like mega dunked on and i muted the conversation because i was like i'm not doing no one's just like you know this shit happens that's fine um but my point my take my point was really that um in a conversation of like um like gotham knights i guess this is a bit of a tie-in um and it running supposedly at 30 as opposed to 60 you know people being upset that um it's not worth the full price the the money um and that you know and then there was some back and forth with one of the devs at rocksteady who said that you know really with inflation uh games should be more expensive you know particularly like single player 
well, I, you know, the single player, but you know, the traditional model that's not live service, I guess, non live service games. Yeah. So, um, and and I was like, you know what, you know, that's actually a probably a fair point. Like, if games had continues to go up since the mid two thousands, um, in line with inflation, you know, we'd be looking at like eighty pound games. That's why a lot of publishers are supplementing that with microtransactions as well. However, like those games don't tend, you know, the full pack, the the the, the non service games don't tend to have microtransactions as well. And free to play games, you know, I, I guess wh- where I'm going with this is that. I have a problem with double and triple monetizing. I do. And if you're charging like full price now, I consider that a type of monetization. That's where your money's coming from. It's coming from that upfront payment. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of you doing that and then having, you know, like free to play microtransactions or, uh, you know, free to play, free to play games can double and quadruple up on it as well. You know, they can have, buyable loot boxes like loot boxes in your battle pass or you know etc etc you know the list goes on and on how how this can kind of work um so i think it's it's just interesting where that line is sort of drawn for people at the moment Um, yeah because yes tying it back to overwatch 2 yeah there are definitely some wrinkles to sort out and i think industry-wide with this move to free to play the only thing we've really got a, a, a general agreement on is that a battle pass is okay but we want credits in it yes. like you know to yeah. to to contribute towards the shop or contribute towards and we want earnable currency that's generally agreed as well um mm-hmm. but the rest of it is kind of up in the air like shop prices and you know it could, could can loot boxes still be earnable you know uh, and things like that so it, yeah it will take a bit of time but i'm sure we'll get there yeah hi Joaquin as well in the yeah. chat hi, <laughs> um yeah yeah for sure it's just um and i i don't i think even if they do do it sparsely i i still think it's just a win right i I, like even if they chuck in like five loot boxes throughout the whole um battle pass you know you just earn them like one every 10 15 levels or something like that that does speed up your process of just earning stuff significantly even if it's just like five loot boxes you know they don't need to go crazy um and you know, because there's a chance of you just pulling an epic or something like that, and you're like, "Oh, great, that's a cool epic." I, I now don't need to spend 250 premium currency on it or whatever. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> they 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 don't need to do anything crazy about it. Just something to just just speed up the whole collection process a little bit because there is so much. Um, there are so many things per character in Overwatch. Like each character yeah. has like thirty skins. Each character has like a crap like five to ten emotes. Each character has highlight intros. Each character has victory poses. Each character has voice like it's mental. Like you you can't you, you can't earn all that at a steady enough pace with the model they got right now. Like you just can't. Like everything will be locked. You'll have like one percent of items by like year two. Like well yeah. I- I think <clears throat> that that's a concern of mine as well, like particularly with the way Overwatch, because Overwatch has quite a variety of cosmetics that aren't just tied to your gun, you know, typically in like Call of Duty, even like Halo, you know, most of the cosmetics are like, put something on your gun or put something on your armor. Like Overwatch has sprays, it has voice lines, you know, it has uh, eye, player icon, things like that. And I'm a bit worried that like, how, how does this work? Like, how does this change in model affect people's ability to get those things? Because typically they were loot box filler. Uh-huh. So you would get them as a exactly. byproduct, kind of of trying of trying to go for bigger things, yeah. Or you'd get duplicate currency that you could then spend. But and and I know you'll get some from the battle pass, like that's fine. But 
nobody's ever going to spend currency on a voice line. It almost becomes top heavy, you know, yeah. because uh, uh, the, we spoke about this last week. But the you know the point of focus around the free to play model, at least for Overwatch, is that it's going to take eight months to grind out enough to buy a legendary skin. And like, yeah, of course, people want to save up for the big. So like, you know, the whole model becomes a bit top heavy and that people want to save and then spend it on the big thing. Like yeah. nobody's going to earn 500 in eight weeks and buy a, a fucking spray, <laughs> you know, Lucio with a big head or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's a bit problematic. So I don't know how they're going to try and work around that. Yeah, exactly. And, and and you literally, it's it's so hard to cram that into like a battle pass as well like those sort of things because like you said they're so small and and and, and minuscule and there's, and there's only so many tiers in a battle pass like sure you could have loads of voice lines and and sprays and emblems built into a battle pass but then well, you have to make your battle pass like 250 levels or like 300 levels like unless you do multiple rewards per tier you know you hit you hit tier you hit tier five you get two voice lines you get three voice lines you get yeah. a voice line with, a, yeah, with an correct. emblem but yeah they definitely need to do that because there is literally god there's thousands and thousands of of things to get um over over the, all the character roster in overwatch and you know since playing overwatch 2 i've only earned like 30 things like it's crazy uh and, and to anyone that's yeah. coming in fresh as well we have a lot of stuff that carried over from overwatch 1 to anyone entering fresh is literally just like how do i get all this shit like this is crazy like how, like physically yeah, right. how do i get this stuff there are thousands of things in front of me and the battle pass only gives yeah. me like 50 things like mm. i'm really lost yeah 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 that's right so we'll see how it shapes out um there's still some work to be done i'm a bit disappointed that the, the halo approach to battle passes hasn't um caught on uh, you know not expiring and all yeah, that yeah that'd be so nice wouldn't it because it like i think like one of the problems you get with like kind of a loot box approach is that you have to gate out content on a weekly basis do you know what i mean it's like you can go and three this week yeah uh, play get your first one of the of the day over you know so you know whether you're gated to a, a maximum in the week mm. there's a battle pass you can grind indefinitely until you reach the end of it yeah. so it's like when you reach the end of it what happens then like you you, you stop earning things entirely altogether um so there's that to think about as well like you know i like that some games are now doing like prestige battle passes or you know prestige tracks which yeah. is you know you get to the end and you essentially go back to level one and there's like another battle pass with very sparse small rewards throughout and like smite used to have like a recolor of the skin that was in the normal battle pass at the end, you know, for people who really, and you know, it's like, I'm never going to like realistically do that, but I like that there's still a track that you go along um, yeah, after you finished. Uh, and, and this is like, it becomes double the problem now that they've removed account levels. Right. Cause it's like, I'm not even like, I'm not even leveling up on my account. It's, 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 it's a Halo Infinite conversation again, but yeah. Um, hi Timmer in the chat. Oh yeah. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all stuff we, we've said before for Overwatch 2 um and i i'm sure they know it as much as we do um you know it's still early in the game you know it's only two weeks into its launch um i'm sure they'll adjust some things but yeah it's just a classic free free to play model talk isn't it um let's just see how it evolves really um i think blizzard are quite a smart company with this sort of stuff um so i think they'll get there you know and hopefully they'll they'll learn off of all the other games that came before it so yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Well, very, very quickly then, uh, a couple of other things here. Uh, Apple Music is now available on Xbox. Woohoo. I've never used an Apple Music in nope. my life. Have you? Me neither. Nope. Never ever. Is it? Is it like the same as Spotify? I mean, I guess it is, right? It's basically the same. Some people... Yeah. Yeah, some people are like like crazy about Apple Music. I, I have I have a friend who's an Apple Music fan, and they're like crazy about it. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what they like pay him. It's just a subscription <laughs> fee that allows you a library of music. It's 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 Spotify with a different skin, like with an yeah. Apple logo. Yeah. yeah, essentially, I guess it's like built in. You know, it comes with the phone. Its integration's better, but I mean, realistically, I think all all third party tools would integrate better uh with spotify rather than apple music spotify is king when it comes to the streaming of music and yeah it remains to be that way so but yeah great i guess <laughs> yeah yeah it would seem so um i guess the only weird thing is that obviously apple and xbox are microsoft are usually sworn enemies so yeah it's, it's cool i guess money <laughs> my yeah. money trumps uh adversary um Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Meta Quest VR, announced by Satya at the Microsoft Connect event uh, last week. Uh, I still don't really have much of an interest in VR, but, but by all means, get Game Pass in more places. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll come back around to Gotham Knights then, um, and the whole 30 frames per second debacle. Yeah, so this wasn't like there was a, basically some people had claimed to get access to the game uh, and they were saying there doesn't seem to be any options for performance here it's running at 30 um and then yesterday or the day before whatever it was the last 24 or 48 hours one of the devs piped up in one of the in, in the discord and they got from my discord and said yeah well yeah basically yeah it's 30 frames and the reason for this is because we're running untethered co-op uh so you know people can drop in at any time and you have to be able to go to anywhere in the world so the world has to be constantly rendered in and as a result that's hitting performance okay. and that's just how we're doing it um, and so I guess, well, like, uh, before we go on to the next part of the story, my, my question, because we've spoken about this before, we've spoken about tethered co-op and how, you know, how that can kind of really impact games. But if you had to pick between 60 frames or untethered co-op, what are you picking? It's genuinely quite tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is quite tough. Um, it, it, it entirely does depend on the type of game it is though because some games and their art style and just the whole the whole direction with how they approach gameplay and, and how it looks and everything a game can still look and feel pretty good running at 30 I don't know if Gotham Knights is one of, the, is one of those games um, that will look good running at 30 so it's quite tough to say but I mean if the game is like, I am purchasing this to play this with a group of friends, this is my sole purpose for buying it, is to play this with one, two, or even three of my friends from start to complete, I think I'm probably choosing Untethered Co-op 30 frames. I think it's only two player, by the way. Two player, sorry. Reg regardless, my point still stands. <laughs> Total deck boy. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> But yeah. don't want to get sued by warner brothers you know that's true yeah. <laughs> for some reason i thought it could go up to four because of all the characters but yeah sorry uh well, that's why yeah exactly um yeah i think i'm choosing uh, yeah i think i'm choosing 30 and untethered cop in all honesty but then i would like the option to also just be like you know i can boot the game in offline mode play it solo give me a 60 frames option now 
they obviously don't have that, do they? That's right. Yeah, no, no, they don't. And they've categorically said that they don't. And that's, yeah, yeah I think that's 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 really where the problem is. Because, yeah. um, you know, we had the same conversation when we spoke about the, the Halo Infinite. Uh, but you can't reveal and, you know, there's there's tethering in that. And we, we did say at the time, you know, I, I'm assuming that this is for some performance, like due to performance difficulties. Mm. And, you know, if I, again, like if I had to do the calculation, do I think, uh, but I'd rather play that game at 30 frames with untethered my answer would be no i would rather have 60 frames on a shooter like yeah of course yeah um so you know the, these compromises are interesting and i think you know the the options are especially important you know that that cap that gap between 30 and 60 frames has widened for a lot of people because we've become more accustomed to just 60 so like i think if you're going to try and make your 30 frames the default like you need to try and have some op- some options um yeah which gotham lights clay doesn't have yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It gets worse. So um the uh as as Wakina said in the chat, uh the, the Rocksteady uh not not the same Rocksteady dev that, that confirmed it in the Discord, but a different one uh sort of came to the defense. I mean, kind of it was like defending the um the team's work, like, you know, uh because a lot of people were upset about this. Um and what one of the things he said was that uh the Series S was a potato, <laughs> and that it was it was holding back uh, the generation, and because they had to scale the game for that, uh, that's one of the reasons it's not running at sixty. You know, so we have a lot of people. You know, we obviously don't really have the answer here. Uh, this person was a technical artist director or something, so they you know they weren't like an engineer. Um, but uh, you know, we had a, there's a, there was a lot of back and forth on like kind of the you know the theoretical computing power. And like how that kind of works because we've had this conversation before you know does the series s hold back games uh, and i think you know realistically i feel like the consensus was no i feel like digital foundry have done some good work on this um i mean there might be some edge cases where developing for both um can be a bit restrictive but for the most part like no and also this this dev seems to have a history of of ragging on the series s like, uh, okay. like throughout the, the, the like they seem to have a history of just really just not liking having to develop for it don't know what it is um so yeah it was a bit it was a bit of a weird thing and they 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 had since apologized for ragging on the series s because the tweet got traction and then you know they realized i think somebody had pointed out to them that they were kind of being a bit rude and disrespectful to the the people that had worked on the series s you know yeah. like calling it a potato you know <laughs> so yeah a bit of a weird one yeah it's a bit of a weird one and I mean, you're not building, you can still build it. I mean, I don't know anything about this sort of stuff, you know, in terms of developing, but like surely you can just build natively for a Series X and then just scale everything down for the Series S, right? Instead of just building for both platforms at the same time and then having it hold back the Series X as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, my, my understanding is that they because the games have to be kind of be built in scope, like with all of the consoles in mind mm. do you know what i mean so they you know they were like oh we can only have the city be this dense because if we pushed it another step further it it just wouldn't run on the series s or it would run an unacceptable you yeah. know performance okay. um and that means the whole thing has to be scaled down a little bit um that's kind of my understanding again in some edge cases um do you think that but, might result in yeah, series I mean, x only games in the future nah they'll never do that no okay yeah they might do a um i mean you know this does lead into like a different conversation around like you know uh pro devices 
you know, like uh, mid mid gen upgrades. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. Not not that the Series S is struggling. Like the ser- like I think they had a bit of difficulty at launch helping devs with like I don't know if they were like all the tools were available. Um because a lot of games came out at 30, there was a backlash and then they were upgraded to 60. Um I remember uh Cyberpunk was one of them in particular that very recently got a 60 frames patch. It's like Cyberpunk can run at 60. You know, 60, I don't I don't know what the resolution is. Um probably somewhere between nine hundred and ten eighty. Then like other games can. Cyberpunk is very dense. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I reckon the Series S Pro is on the uh, is on the docket somewhere. Jesus, I just read um, Wacky's comment. Mental. Um, what no, is it? I've, I've not heard this. I'm sorry about drama. Apparently, uh, Amaranth is married to an abuser who forces her to stream, takes her money under threat of killing her dogs. She broke down in tears. I don't know who who Am- Jesus. Amaranth is. I'm assuming this is some famous Twitch streamer or something. I'm not. Who is that? I, I don't know. Does it ring a bell for you? Uh, the name does ring a bell, but um, I don't really like Amaranth. Isn't one of like the the hot tub streamers? Oh, and shit. I like. Like I, I I don't know. That's the only thing that's coming. Oh to mind no, I'm hang the on. Name. So it's. Um, Okay, no, I don't know her, but yeah, it seems reveal she's the, the Twitch landscape is is getting weirder by the year. Yeah, man. Well, it's because there's so much money in it. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Like, is more money, do, more do you know, like everybody? <laughs> I guess I, I and I know we literally do a podcast, um, but like it, it seems like like so many people want to get involved with like twitch and content creation and stuff i mean like with well, the reason we do a podcast because it's, it's fairly low low effort to be honest with you you know yeah. we, we we you know i make notes throughout the week we turn up we talk about it we have sort of technical problems you know it takes a bit of time but it's nothing like editing writing scripts you know hopping on twitch for six hours a day you know yeah. that's like a full-time thing and like i don't think it's as like as luxurious as a lot of people think it is like it, it's really difficult uh like really time consuming mm-hmm. um i don't know and plus it's kind of like that thing like don't like working in your hobby is bound to like drain you of life a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's going to be times where you wish you could do nothing but you know play a video game. But like, if I I don't know, you know, <laughs> I think it would really drain me a bit if I worked in the industry and then wanted to play games. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I I mean, there's there's no denying that yeah, a lot of work, a lot of effort does go into Twitch streaming, and you know, some people have to put on these you know, these eccentric personalities for long periods of time because, you know, when they're on camera, that's not who they are. Like, I mean, it is to an extent, but it will always be slightly exaggerated. You know, it's not them off camera and just hanging out and stuff like that. You know, everyone is slightly different um, when they go live or whatever. And it can be pretty exhausting to do that every single day, six hours a day, like you said. Um, But it doesn't change the fact that there is still a insane amount of money like these these people as exhausting as that might be for a job there is so so much money and all this sort of stuff like it's crazy it, when you figure out how much some of these twitch streamers earn um and i think this lady here um is not only a twitch streamer she does like only fans and all that sort of stuff mate like she's earning 
hundreds of she's millions. a millionaire <laughs> like she is earning tens of millions um it's crazy yeah. so um but regardless yeah it sounds it sounds pretty grim um yeah um, no that is that is definitely grim um yeah. I, I think like i think that those those sorts of like roles put you in a in a real vulnerable position i think sometimes as well because you're you're like always home you know you're a, you're a big earner um you know and you you have like a very tight content schedule that you kind of need to keep on top of um and, and you know like appearances as well you know it's like why celebrities have such like so much pr management because uh, it doesn't like you have to ascent you have to essentially as part of your job wear a different face yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's exhausting yeah exactly yeah 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 for sure yeah ten, <laughs> 10 million a month yeah makes sense um yeah it's crazy the amount of money in it um but regardless how much money in it and corruption all that sort of stuff you know the fact that she's uh yeah married to someone like this um it'd, it'd be interesting to see if um like the sort of her success and her career is what sort of changed the marriage you know like maybe maybe i don't know how long they've been married for but this sort of thing can have an effect on just how a relationship works and stuff like that right um so yeah yeah for sure but yeah well I hopefully she gets the support that she needs mm-hmm. no no um uh, like no amount of money is gonna you know you can't put a price on safety um so hope she gets the support she needs um but yeah uh i i will no i'm not gonna go through that now where yeah. you've got stuff to go through yeah you've got quite packed <laughs> that's fine uh, uh yeah we do we do that's fine uh okay um so Minecraft Live was what's happening uh, next. Uh, I, just very briefly, uh, they showed off a, a number of things, um, particularly and pertinently to Xbox, really, was they showed off um, like a gameplay slice, like, like 10 minutes of gameplay for Minecraft Legends uh, and gave a launch date of spring 2023. Obviously, it's Game Pass. Um, again, I like... <laughs> there was not a single make- mention of Xbox through the whole thing. They didn't even have Game Pass on the logo at the end. Really? <laughs> I don't think. like Or like an Xbox splash screen or anything um i don't so I, I, I remember i was watching it while i was cooking so maybe i missed it but um i was really expecting it to be the old what you know the, the xbox flash screen yeah <laughs> um, but yeah. no um there's not uh but like it, it looked quite good actually um it was nice to see like the game in action and like what like kind of the loop is here and um yeah i'm i think it looks pretty good i think it looks interesting um so we'll see. We'll see if it. Because I, I think Dungeons has had quite a lot of success. Um, they're yeah. still going with that. You know, they showed off the next season and everything. So yeah. clearly a market for like different Minecraft games here. So yeah, I think there's a market for kind of a, anything Minecraft related. It's still just that big, right? Um, so yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, seems seems cool. I haven't actually mm-hmm. watched it, but um, you know, it's not really on my radar. But um, it is so weird that Xbox just seems to just. They they just they don't want to affiliate themselves with Minecraft. It's weird. It's almost like they think they might scare some people off. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's, it's become exclusive. It's yeah, so weird. I don't know. It, it is weird, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I really, I, I just don't know. I don't know why they don't leverage it. Like I, I've always said that. I mean, now now it's probably for the best that they didn't, given the whole thing going on with the CMA. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
like they can at least leverage it in terms of marketing like just letting people know hey this is an xbox property so you know if you're a mega fan you should probably be here to play it you know game pass etc etc uh so you know whatever uh and then the last honorable mention for today uh was uh, i think this was just yesterday um the the voice actress for bayonetta um essentially uh, asked the community to boycott bayonetta 3 which comes out like next week doesn't it yeah, like, it comes yeah. out this month i think yeah um and the reason for this is that she didn't voice bayonetta in 3 she'd done it for all the other games i think 1 and 2 i don't know if there's been any spin-offs or anything um because she was only offered $4,000 to do the work, um, which is pretty feeble for that, that much work. I mean, high. I can't help but think there is... like I, I, we, we don't know the whole story, but like, yeah, I mean, that sounds very low. Like, I don't know... Like, I'm assuming this is a game where there's quite a lot of voice lines. Um, hmm. It seems like a really low amount of money. Um, and I think I, I saw something else about uh uh, someone else getting paid very little for another nintendo game uh as well um but yeah but that's just that's crazy to me we've we've heard about pretty bad pay and bad conditions in voice at like voice work before Mm. Uh, this is the first time like she broke an nda like she broke an nda to say that like this is how much they've off they offered me before um boycott it because this is like an absolute piss take yeah I mean, yeah, it, it seems it seems extremely low because I mean, as far as I'm aware, Bayonetta is, you know, similar to to things like Devil May Cry and everything. And I've I've seen the first two Bayonettas get played, and there, there are cutscenes with her talking and you know and all that sort of stuff. Not to mention just all the in-game voice lines as well. So I imagine there's a fair amount uh, of talking, especially for a main protagonist in the game as well. Um, and and a successful franchise, you know, Bayonetta sells very well, very highly, um, and there's three of them now. You know, it's 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 quite a big franchise now, um, and yeah, that seems seems ridiculously low um, for what it is. Yeah, yeah, just um, yeah, it, just kind of weird to me. Uh, you know, like if you consider the like you said the overall success of Bayonetta, like like Bayonetta as a protagonist, it's got to be like in the top. 20 top 30 most recognizable gaming like icons yeah right it's up there yeah. uh top five for female icons like you know uh so it's just kind of crazy to me like i i feel like the, yeah it, it's hyper insulting and she said that as well she's in i think she's an english voice actor um but yeah she was like it just was super insulting um because she's very very qualified and obviously she's done the other work um, and she said she wasn't asking for the world. She just wanted like a, you know, a livable wage. And, you know, this essentially translates to like, what, 5,500 pounds, yeah. uh, something like that for the whole game. Like, you know, that probably took, you know, six months or maybe more to record. Like that's not that much. Yeah. For such a successful IP. So very low. Silly shit. Well, I won't be buying Bayonetta anyway. Um, because I don't want to play that sort of game on my switch. Um, so consider me part of the boycott. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we're in the movement all right that is all of the honorable mentions for this week we have a handful of um of good old main stories and you're not going to believe what one of them is a spell a spell activision blizzard 
Great. Yay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I wonder what it's about. I wonder if it's about Call of Duty and if it's about Call of Duty. <laughs> no <laughs> wonder who knows it's a weekly thing this is a weekly carousel every week i want to get off this ride yeah, <laughs> i don't I'm, want it to keep going i'm throwing <laughs> up everywhere at this point i just want off get me off before we get into this tim i've got a question for you no yes do you like you like fish don't you <laughs> We mean pet fish, eating fish. <laughs> pet fish. Do you like the personalities of fish? Some people love no. having pet fish. I know it's just weird to me that that was like the that was even like considered that that's why I was asking for of you. <laughs> so you're you're talking about the consumption of fish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like fish. Yeah, sure. Interesting. Are you are you meant to eat the skin of fish? You I never know this answer, and I feel like I get different answers from people. Yeah, but no. But are you meant to? I know it won't kill me. There's absolutely but like, are you nothing meant wrong with eating the skin of fish. It's completely your preference. Um, I don't eat salmon skin unless it's like quite nicely crispy. But I tend to leave like salmon skin for like fillets and cod skin and stuff like that. But it's it's completely just preference. You could eat it. Nothing will happen. Is it you. like eating the the skin of a fruit, like eating lemon skin? No, it's like eating the skin like that, of right? chicken. It's like people are just like, do you eat chicken skin? It's just like, well, it's fattening, but it's also tasty. Who doesn't eat chicken skin? Lots of people take off the skin off chicken and just eat chicken, like roast chicken. They take I, it off. Nah, I, I don't know. I feel like Lots we're talking of people about people do it. I, I... I, I, I mean, yeah, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I think chicken skin is like. It's it's part of the chicken, whereas I think so it's fish skin. Fish skin. It's not man made. It's not it's part not of the fish on. meal. It's not someone putting on <laughs> fucking scales on a fish. Someone slip it on yeah. afterwards. <laughs> People aren't just slipping little onesie suits on all the naked fish in the ocean. <laughs> no, but I, I I think if if we had like at least fifty people here in the chat right now, I would. I'd love to get like a live poll of this because I don't, I feel like it's not normal. You would agree. It's not normal to eat the skin of fish, but it's normal to eat the skin of chicken. No? I guess if you're comparing the two, it's more normal to eat the skin of chicken. Yes. But I've met an equal amount of people in my life that eat skin off fish and don't eat skin off fish. It's not abnormal. Why are you surrounded by psychopaths? (laughs) I don't, I don't look at them like, yo, why are you eating that salmon skin, man? You're a fucking weirdo. Like, that's not weird to me. And if you, if we had a lovely little dinner and you ate some fish skin, I wouldn't fucking gaslight you for it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even notice. I, I feel like there's some fish skin that you're just not meant to eat. By the way, I had fish yesterday. If it wasn't obvious. Yeah, well, this is <laughs> spawn out of nowhere, did not it? Pretty a deep-seated just... issue. Uh, yeah. Well... What what That's fish no. was it? <laughs> Do you eat fish skin? Uh, it was it was cod. Cod, yeah, you can eat fish skin, dude. So co- fish and chips, battered cod. It cut it comes with skin. You cut it, and there's skin on that fish in a fish yeah, and but chip like shop. You, most most people like just peel it off with their no, fork. They don't. People just eat. Nobody does that. Oh, when you, you're talking about like when it's battered, 
Yeah. But the whole thing is battered. Yeah, there's oh, right, that, yeah, that right, fish well, yeah, has skin on it. Yeah. People eat fish skin. I guess that's different. I guess that's different from like like baked or like cooked or whatever. Roasted. Fried. Raw and wriggling. <laughs> <laughs> Raw and wriggling. <laughs> that was really good. That was, I like that. Thank you. Well done. Uh, you yeah. should have voice acted well. Colin, mate. That's 4,000 in the bank. Easy. <laughs> Easy peasy, at least. With all my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just just weird stuff. It was good, though. I had a nice dinner. So I'm by myself at the moment. I'm at home. So I just I did the whole thing. Oh, Got some potatoes. I saw you eat the fish skin. Thank God. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't actually. I did. I was an idiot, and I, I I cooked it on foil instead of baking paper, and so the skin literally just fell out. Like it's still stuck to the foil in my bin. <laughs> like right. it's seared to it. Yeah, oh. like, that was why I was asking because I was like, should I have had that? I, no, I'm not going to get around to foil. Here. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Game Pass numbers. Yeah, we have we have Game Pass numbers. Fantastic. It's We've been years. Past, no, no, no. Well, I, I, no we, we did. You're right. We did. We had them from Phil in like 2019 or something. We haven't yet. And that was like 18 million or something. Someone will have to correct me, but it was something like that. Because we thought Strauss Zelnick, who's the CEO of Take Two, leaked a higher number, but he didn't. He just made a mistake. Um, and so they haven't revealed any more numbers in a long time, which would suggest to me that the, the growth has slowed. Um, but as part of Brazil was approval of the abk deal we got a little bit of insight here um sort of and that insight was that game pass subscription revenues made 2.9 billion in 2021 3 billion essentially representing 18 percent of total xbox earnings for the year i saw a lot of positive sentiment generally about this um you know that's for a service that's still kind of in growth mode, for a service that hasn't really hit its stride yet in terms of first-party releases, yeah, that's on a good trajectory. It seems like um, it's on the lower end. I feel like when I'm looking at the numbers, yeah, what do I know? Um, considering Game Pass is like the, or it's what Xbox seems to be pushing as kind of the dominant uh, focus of their service right now. Yeah. Um, you know, eighteen percent is quite a low number, but yeah, still in growth mode, not in its full stride yet. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I'm kind of in agreement with you. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a respectable number. Um, it's, it's one fifth of total profits. Um, and, and I'm assuming we're including hardware and in all this as well. It's not just software; it's just everything Xbox, right? Just all yeah, Xbox. I imagine profits. it is. So yeah, it's hardware will be its own. Exactly. Yeah. So one fifth of everything xbox is pretty good um it's it's a large chunk um and like you said it still hasn't hit its full stride you know 2023 is when this this shit's really going to kick off i think and um anyone who isn't subscribed to it is is going to subscribe to it for these exclusives um coming out next year i think um and they'll probably remain as well because i think xbox will just once they hit that stride i think they'll just keep up a pretty steady cadence of, of first buy releases um you know i think they've been holding a pretty large hand for a while now um while they're all just getting developed and made 
Um, so yeah, I can definitely see this shooting up. Um, yeah, I'm not upset with this number or scared by this number at all. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's clearly, clearly on the right path here. Um, you know, I think that generally the consensus, I think, is that Game Pass remains the best subscription, you know, in the, in the service, in the industry right now. Uh, PS Plus does a good job of doing what it's doing. Nintendo's subscription services, like, kind of, you know, it's fine. So I guess, <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, you know, Game Pass is is kind of it, it's available everywhere. There's day and day games. There's uh, day one games, whether that's first party or third party, and really nobody else is doing that right now, other than Stray for PS Plus, I believe. So yeah, I mean they're, they're clearly ahead on on the content front for that, um, but just not first party stuff. So segueing off this to the sec, well and into the, the rest of the ABK news for the week. I'm going to go to the toilet. Can you do the segment alone? <laughs> no, right. man. <laughs> okay. I actually, you know, before I go into it, I just, I don't know why this suddenly came to my head, but I just really quickly wanted to shout it out. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, um, but, you know, we spoke about this like, a couple of months ago about the um, cre- original creator of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Who, who drowned like in a in a snorkeling accident or something oh, like that. Oh damn. Um yeah, we spoke about that. Um but it, like it was recently revealed that he died trying to save two kids. Oh. What a legend. You know, in the report. So I mean you kudos know. to him, man. Hopefully someone No, actually I was gonna You're gonna make try and make a Yu-Gi-Oh card joke, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Should I? Or is it too soon? It went through my, it went through my head. I'm gonna. Do it. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, hopefully someone uses a monster reborn on him. I was gonna fucking say that as well. Are you gonna say the same thing? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, except I refrain. He would have wanted us um, to say that. You're it's probably a, it's right. A, it's probably a fun. It's a yeah. But no, Man. that's that's cool. You know, I mean, it's what a guy! Cool. What I mean, a fucking guy! But like, you know. Yeah, what a guy, man. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. All right. Um, yeah, okay. So, also, here we go. Buckle up, everybody. This is it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see ABK, the abbreviated thing, it just makes me think of a Burger King. <laughs> just one. It just makes me think of Burger King. I don't know. It makes me sad. Really? I'd rather we were talking about Burger King, if I'm honest. I don't know if I would, because my experience with Burger King, as you know, has been in the shitter for like six it, months dude, now. Dude, so is mine. You know? Like, we, we went to a Burger King uh, a couple of times now when we went to a cinema, me and my partner. And they're, they're shocking. They're really bad. Like, I don't know, man. I used What's to love Burger it? King, but like, shit's so dry. Like, I actually got a burger and I was like eating it and the bun was so dry. It was crumbling in my hands. <laughs> I was like, this is so dry. And I had to add ketchup to the burger that already had ketchup. Just so it could fucking yeah. slide down my gullet. Yeah, I don't know, like all of their quality controls just gone out of the window. And yeah. and the thing is, they're more expensive yeah. than like most of the other fast food places, at least here in the UK. You yeah. know, they, they try and like they're place themselves as like premium, premium burger yeah. fast food place. Yeah. And and their shit just sucks. Yeah. They don't like I mean, I don't want to get started on <laughs> On you know, <laughs> fucking times I've had to wait hours to a half eleven night time, and then they and then I call them and they're like, "We're closed. I'm locking up right now." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I ordered a burger. 
where is it? And they're like, oh, sorry. What do you mean? I paid you money. Where's the driver peeking out my blind? Is, like, is he here? He's not here. Give me a refund and then and then some with the interest. Oh, actually, and that reminds me as well. Um, I might as well tell the story of me ordering a Series S from Amazon and getting sent a soda stream machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Like a £50 soda yeah, stream machine was sent to me from Amazon instead of a Series S that I bought in the Prime yeah. Day sale. Um, so I, it, all they've offered <laughs> me is a full refund, but I'm going to go back to them today or tomorrow and I'm basically just going to say, like, just can you just because they're selling new ones um for 250 now so it's just like can i just just give me one of those for that prime day sale you're not out of stock i ordered one you didn't fulfill my order i want i want this for 200 pounds or i'm just going to spend my 200 pounds and buy it somewhere else like i'm gonna do it man yeah I'm not going to get it one. Yeah, no, you do. You you stick it to the man, you know? And yeah. and like it's such a weird mistake to make. Yeah. It's... You do it like I, I don't know if the, the boxes are like the same shape. Yeah, it's almost like I don't... it's almost like they packaged it all up and like the final step is slapping on the delivery label. You know, like that's the final manufacturing process, you know, they're just like this one goes to this address, this one goes to this address and they just like Maybe someone out there just got a Series S when they ordered a Soda Stream machine. They literally might have just got the address labels mixed Maybe. up. Yeah. He's fucking laughing if he did. He's got a £50 fucking Series S. <laughs> that happened to me when I was younger. Not with a Series S, but with like a really good headset. Do you remember that headset? I, I do, yeah. I remember Call of Duty yeah. one. Yeah, the, the Call of Duty Black Ops 2 one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because I ordered a headset and got sent that headset. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And a separate one, which was like, you know, the really high end one at the time for the 360. It was like, you know, it had one of the receivers and and uh, it was uh, I, like I held on to it for a couple of days, um, like just in case I got an email from anyone. And then a week went by and I was like, this is mine now. Yeah. <laughs> this is legally mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess somebody had to pay the price and unfortunately... It was it was you. By association, you've been punished by karma. 
Sorry. I hate it. <sighs> All right. Well, I hope you have a really good time with that soda stream. If they don't want it back, I'll take it. No, Send it my way. Up on Monday. Do you know what? Maybe you should just give them like a different box. Yeah. <laughs> fuck with them. Yeah, I'd, no, I'll just, <laughs> just put it in like a, just... a light bulb. Yeah, I'll just fucking, they just open it up. It's turd in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did that get in there? Yeah. Weird. Whoops. Yeah, it's not nice, is it? When somebody doesn't send you what they promised, they're going to send you. Dickheads. So, yeah. That happened to me. Anyway, oh, on, right. on to the story. We've delayed enough. Okay, fine. All right, here we go. So, like, there's a, there's a Microsoft as as replied to the CMA, and then the CMA replied to Microsoft, and we got a whole bunch of different things to come out of this. Um, so, and I've made some some nice bullet points here. I feel, um, if like this this is one of those times where it might be useful to just have my bullet points here on screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. you want me to do it? Can you can you do that? Yeah, sure. Let's just give it a go. Um, okay. Uh, we're toying with the idea of having. Oh notes. wait, no. Hang um, on. No. No. The cams are off. No. Yeah. If for some reason the cams have reset, is in like the little boxes because I've got smaller ones that I have mine and your faces in, and it should. Uh, auto okay, adjust, that's fine. But it hasn't. Like I'm not there, and I don't you know why. It. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. We'll leave. We'll leave it for today. All right then. Well, um. I'm going to try and find a couple of quotes, but I uh, there's a handful of very funny things going on here. Um, with, for example, PlayStation being very suddenly concerned about the anti-competitive aspects of exclusivity. Um, you know, as every week, it's about Call of Duty, and they're like, oh, well, even if, you know, they don't make it exclusive, like they said they would, because I don't know why we're still hot arguing in hypotheticals when Xbox have said they're going to keep it multi-plat, yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, even if they don't, they could still make some parts of the content exclusive or have marketing rights. And that would pull so many people away. And it's like... This made me so angry. Yeah, I said this midweek, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. literally the first <laughs> thing I said was I was just like, what the fuck? They've been doing this for like 10 years. Like They've been doing this for so long, this exact thing. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you've literally cut content from Xbox players in previous Call of Duty titles. It's only locked to PlayStation. Like, what? And I guess... But that's the annoying thing, because it's like... Like, yes, of course, those sorts of things are going to have a pull for consoles. Like, people are... Yeah, that's going to affect people's buying decisions. But is it anti-competitive? Are you really making the point that your own practices are anti-competitive? Because if we're not arguing that it's anti-competitive, then what are we doing here? We're just flinging shit. We're just literally flinging shit. Yeah. Like, it's not... Isn't the whole point of this to determine if it's going to be good overall or bad overall for customers? Yeah, yeah. And if we're, like, if we're really going like, to like, you know, pull out the dirty laundry and say, oh, well, having marketing rights and making some game modes exclusive is going to... Yeah, we know! Yeah. You've been doing it for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, it made me so mad. It's just like it's just annoying, man. It's like, uh, like, just fucking hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly um, what it is. I, yeah. it's just, 
fucking annoying. The the other side of this is that Xbox are, of course, trying to make themselves look weak and, you know, companies going to be company also kind of annoying. (laughs) Like, we're seventh place. Oh, we're so helpless. And it's like, you know, they're both going to say the things they need to say, but at the very least, at least they're not being hypocritical, you know. Mm. Um, Xbox also said that they, uh, they've offered PlayStation Game Pass and PlayStation have decided to block Game Pass. We're, we're like, obviously, you know, like, this is not a viable decision for them, but, you know, Xbox have used that as a counter argument. Like, well, you know, they could have access to all these games and all the benefits, but they're choosing not to. Yeah. Um, which is like, you know... Uh, you go around in circles on that for ages because there's there's a lot to consider but that would change everything like Mm. if xbox managed to get game pass on their competitors playstation and even nintendo that would change everything they xbox would mostly be a publisher at that point that happened to make consoles rather than a console platform that you know that's a subscription service so um yeah i mean that's not really entirely surprising as part of xbox sort of trying to express their vulnerability they said that in 2021 playstation had five times more first and third party exclusive than xbox but they said that themselves mm-hmm. which i think is a bit weird i don't i don't know what games they're pointing to five times <laughs> more in 2021 did they uh Are these like tiny indie games that i don't know about maybe I mean, what year did like no Horizon and God of War and Spider Man were all twenty twenty, weren't they? Or twenty nineteen? Horizon was twenty twenty one. God of War was twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, true. Spider Man was also twenty. I want to say, yeah, Spider Man was twenty eighteen as well. Um, so I like I like Xbox had a, a good first party showing in twenty twenty one. Yeah, there's like you know technically Deathloop, Psychonauts, uh, Age of Empires, Flight Sim, Halo, Forza. Uh, I can't remember what PlayStation had that year, but I it must have been a lot of first third party like indie stuff um, yeah. that they're calculating in this. In which case, it's like, I mean, it looks good for the argument, but it's like nobody really thinks that PlayStation was five times better than Xbox in 2021. You know, no, yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah. And though this is where things get a bit, a bit fucking slippery, like a like a wet fish yeah. without the skin, <laughs> right? So, so Xbox made the point last time we spoke about this. They said, "Look at Nintendo; they're doing just fine without Call of Duty. Not only are they doing fine, they're literally dominating the industry." You know, um, yeah. and CMA has like they said they were like we disagree. They said, we disagree. Nintendo um, does fine without COD because it targets a family-friendly demographic and therefore it doesn't matter. Point is valid. Point is mute. Uh, what no. fuck sort of point is that? Make what any the sense. fuck sort of point is that? What Nintendo you- have adjusted the way that they they sell games and make games. So it, the point's invalid. That makes absolutely no sense. It's makes stu- no sense. It's stupid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what? And, uh, yeah, and I've said some pretty stupid stuff, so that's quite impressive. That, yeah, uh, the CMA has overtaken, like, has done laps around me. Like, how how fucking illogical is that? Like, it's it's because Nintendo have so many units out in the wild. So I like, I don't have them to figure to the, uh, like top of my head. But let's just say it's like uh, what are we at probably like eighty mil. 
I don't know. I don't know the fucking numbers. Let's just say yeah. it is. They're not all kids under the age of 12. I Half have of them at least are adults. Yeah. At least. Yeah. What, so let's run the simulations. Let's do it. How many of them would buy Call of Duty if if Call of Duty became accessible on Switch? You think it'd be zero? You think it'd be zero? No. In millions. <laughs> they meant millions. Yeah. It'd probably sell more on Switch, like assuming it played well and everything. It'd probably play, sell more on Switch in a couple of years anyway, once it's become like a, no, like a normal thing on that console, than it would on other consoles because they have such a big install base. And that install base is not held, I don't believe, by the majority of like being children. I think the majority of people who own Switches are adults. Uh-huh. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Barring that, Tim, the Switch has more hentai games than almost any other platform. Thanks, Joaquin. It has Doom on it. It has Apex on it. They ported Apex over. Yeah. Former devs of Call of Duty. Competitive shooter. Bayonetta 3 is about to come out. Isn't that about like a sexy demon witch thing? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, they definitely don't. It's a sex retary? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's almost like the, yeah, um, the, the CMA were literally just like, they just looked at Nintendo from such a stereotypical standpoint. They're just like, Nintendo yeah. Pokemon Mario. So different. <laughs> Argument invalid. It's like, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dig a little bit deeper, shall we? Let's not dig with a teaspoon. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good expression. Thanks, man. <laughs> Came off that. It's top of my head. <laughs> With a teaspoon, I like it. Yeah, it's good. That's very creative. Yeah, it's, it's so like it's just bizarre. Like it's such a bizarre. I like, and that's the thing. Like at some point, Microsoft's going to respond to one of these and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking? Why, why are you lying? <laughs> yeah, why are you lying? Oh, they are <laughs> like, right. They're um, building that answer right now. They're like drafting it, and it's getting sent through the office. Shit's gonna get fucking yeah. posted soon. so strange to me so not only is that like i'm not going to call it a lie let's call it misinformed this is something else they said they said that they've noted xbox's like history in acquisitions um and you know that's the precedent and let's see what they've done oh they've acquired ninja theory and they've announced hellblade 2 is going to be exclusive they've acquired you know in exile and you know, and they, they literally refer to these things in project names that we've only gotten from like Jez Corden over at Windows Central. And they're like Project Cobalt, that is probably gonna be exclusive. Yeah. But, you know, and they like looked at all these games and they were like, and then they, you know, at the end they were like, Oh yeah, but there was double double fine who really psychonauts too. That was multi-platform. They didn't meant oh no, they they paid a very, very small mention to Minecraft, just a tiny thing. Just one of the biggest IPs on the fucking planet that they've kept multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just so weird to me, like, like, digging with a teaspoon, am I right? You know, like... Yeah. Like, they're looking at games that haven't even been officially announced yet, and they're like, it's gonna be exclusive. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and they're like, they spoke about Bleeding Edge, for fuck's sake. They're like, Bleeding Edge was exclusive. It's like, what? Like, come on the fuck on. This is not a comp- uh, yeah yeah man it's um 
it's it's ridiculous they're, they're literally just m- manipulating the the argument um for their sake and just ignoring blatant points um and counter arguments which is just such a risky move because like anyone with a brain is going to come back and just be like well you just you, like like we're doing right now you just miss this you well, what what about this what about this you're only pointing out things that are benefiting your argument when there is so much more that outweighs the other side it's so weird to go public with these sort of things um and the amount of backlash is probably gonna get um i don't know man it's just so weird yeah like the whole minecraft thing like god we were just talking about how, how xbox just seem to just not want to associate themselves with it in, in in the fear that that they want people to know that Minecraft will always be multiplat, you know, but, like a standalone. Yeah, yeah, but they're just ignoring that fact. And Minecraft is fucking insanely big. Like what? Yeah, like they're essentially they they've told PlayStation they're essentially going to do a similar thing with COD. Like as as to that, but why is that not being brought up? I it's, man, I just don't fucking. Why don't I like talking about it? Because like they even said it, they even said in the documents they were like, oh, Xbox like promised to keep Bethesda games multi-platform, but have announced that Starfield is going to be exclusive. And judge and they said, judging by their public comments, big previously multi-platform titles like Elder Scrolls. I was like, do you know more than we know? Like we've spoken about the possibility of that happening, but there's been no such like confirmation. And there was no such promise. Like Xbox has not said. Like nobody has got like on the record said Bethesda games aren't going to be multi-platform. That's literally made up. That's literally that is just no. made up. But you can see a trend because they have done it with Starfield and again Elder Scrolls is rumored. That's not actually confirmed yet, is it? Or is it confirmed? No, Elder Scrolls isn't confirmed. No, like, it's not. Like, I, we we spoke about it on a previous episode where, where Phil has said like, oh, we want to bring value to like Game Pass and the platform. You know, in like vague terms, like oh maybe. But like that's something like it like. The, the CMA are trying to make the argument that games that have like a history being multiplat, Xbox are making exclusive. Yeah, and that, that no such history like that there isn't a trend for that yet. Um, I don't believe. I mean, maybe you could make the argument with Hellblade too, but yeah. like we haven't seen Wolfenstein three, we haven't seen Elder Scrolls, you know, a Fallout. Like Starfield is obviously new IP, Redfall is new IP, so that those don't really apply. Yeah, and yeah. the other things aren't officially confirmed yet it's just you're just, just speculation it's just conjecture yeah. um i mean they're still so that, that's what's things. weird to me like how far they're reaching yeah. yeah half of them don't even have a fucking full actual like ip yet they're, they're just project names and they're like well it's probably gonna be exclusive just like what? yeah <laughs> what kind of argument is it it's so paper thin it's it's ridiculous yeah i suppose i, I do want to uh, like apply a little bit of context here because um it's not like it's been pointed out to me on Twitter, uh, particularly by um, one of our one of our followers, I suppose, um, Nerd Propellant. That you know, this is the first phase of the investigation, and for this phase, they tend they're looking for reasons why uh, this could be damaging to competition. In the second phase, they're going to be looking for reasons why this could be healthy for competition. So we expect that to come afterwards. And you know, some of the uh, like pe- people shouldn't be outraged just because the CMA are looking for these reasons. That isn't why we're... The reason we're annoyed is because there are inaccurate things being said yeah, here. Yeah. There are either inaccurate things or, or speculative statements being made mm-hmm. or hypocritical statements being made um, when the concern 
is about a future change for Xbox that competitors are already doing, you know, like exclusivity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, and one of the other things as a result that the CMA kind of um, focused on, <clears throat> or they replied to Xbox with, because Xbox made the argument, you know, PlayStation have lots of exclusive IP. For example, Spider-Man is, is a really big one. Um, and they said that uh, Spider-Man doesn't come close to COD's level of success and therefore it doesn't count. Okay. Spider-Man's a bigger IP than Call of Duty. Um, yeah, yeah. They are, the Spider-Man as a whole, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Not Spider-Man, just on PlayStation 4, yeah. Not on PlayStation, but... As a whole, yeah, the character, course, yeah, 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 he's far, he's bigger, yeah, he's bigger than Call of Duty, yeah. So yeah, like obviously it doesn't it doesn't compete in game revenue because Call of Duty is on multiple platforms. It's had a history of games, but Spider Man has a, a it's a bit more recognizable than Call of Duty. Yeah, it has an arguably bigger pull. So I just like this. It doesn't come close to COD's level of success. Bullshit. Yeah, it pulls people to the ecosystem. COD isn't going to pull the same amount of people into PlayStation that Spider-Man does. And yes, it's like that's a result of a different level of integration. But Spider-Man, like in the sense that Sony owns, you know, the, the film character and is using that as leverage with Marvel Studios, essentially, you know, it's not the same as an acquiring, but it's still a form of integration. Um, it's it's still something which has so much pull. And I just oh, yeah. I just find it kind of shocking that that's just that's just brushed off like, ah, that's no, not the same. Not the same level, not the same scale. Yeah, like, that's a big deal. Like Spider Man has a history on all other platforms. When Activision used to make them, mm-hmm. we used to play on, on um, 360, didn't we? Me and you, yeah, like Amazing yeah. Spider Man. It's exclusive now. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's yeah. I, I I completely agree. And and I mean, it's just such a big, um, like you said, IP. Like the 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 character is ridiculous. Like think how much money these movies pull in. Like the the the. the the MCU, um, the latest Spider-Man movie, all that sort of shit. They put in so much money. They put in so many, so many people watch it and have watched it. Like anyone who wants to live that Spider-Man fantasy, anyone who wants to do anything Spider-Man or play a game, they have to go to Sony for that. And it's just like, it's 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 massive. It is really really big. Yeah. Like, let's not forget that like Wolverine is coming up as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of other. Marvel games come in there over the next five, ten years. Yeah. That's creeping into MCU territory. MCU is currently one of the highest, like, grossing, you know, things out there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, like, if Timber was was still here, I'm sure he could tell me all about the the precise number of where the MCU's at in terms of profitable franchises. But you know, like, so then it, we, you know, I just is it anti-competitive? Probably not. Like, it's no. it's it's very powerful, but it's not anti-competitive. But that's exactly. What I'm expecting to see that sort of reciprocation with Call of Duty. Like, it's not mm. anti-competitive. It's very big, like clearly, but they all of these things are, and there doesn't seem to be equal weight given to these different properties. And that's what, or, or a fair consideration, I guess I should say, mm. to the to these different properties. And then that's what I think has got people a bit annoyed about <laughs> some of these statements that are being made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to the fact that we said it right from the beginning. For some reason, Sony just see Call of Duty as the be or end all. Like, without this, or even just like we still have it, but we don't have the exclusivity that you know that we currently have that pulls people in. It's just like our platform will suffer, wither, and die. And it's just like realistically, 
fuck off. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, what what is going on here? And I mean that that's been since since this deal was first um, announced. You know, that's that's just what they've been preaching, and they still are. And it's a joke, in all honesty. I really, I really absolutely disagree. Yeah. Um. I yeah. So I mean, the, the second phase of this investigation better be fucking thorough. Yeah. Like truly, because like this seems like this seems like it's either being a totally ignorant. It's not investigation. Like there are some points here and there. There are some. There are some points here and there which is like yeah, okay, fair enough. But then there are some which are just either incorrect, like made up, like um totally uh in the defense of of the of the market leader that's already using the strategies mm. that they're worried about microsoft now using like and that like you know you better have make a good case on the other side of this or like there's going to be some problems because it like i looked through the, the cma yeah i or i looked through the, it, you know, it it really does sound like I, I hate to go into like conspiracy territory because almost all the time this stuff is explained by just ignorance or you know incompetence in, inability but it almost sounds like there's some like some money being slipped in palms here, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I, oh, look, I can't believe a, a Mercedes just turned up at Jim Ryan's house. That's so weird. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, a yacht just appeared. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's Vice super versa, weird, you know? Because there are just so many, like, blatantly big points that just seem to be getting brushed over or completely ignored. And it's just very weird. It is very weird. It seems kind of sus. Like I've got my my Amagus suit on right now. I'm pretty sus, <laughs> pretty sus a PlayStation. I'm about to slam that button. <laughs> yeah, cool for a group meeting and a gamer meeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so this is the I can see um, Three Mile Island has just popped up in the chat. Hello, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, that's um, we'll get to your question in a sec. I'm just going to finish off this. Uh, this topic or my brain is going to like dribble out my ears. So bear with me. Um, so the final thing is that, and this, I think this is the, like I said, it's the closing statement for the phase one before they go into phase two. And what they said was to summarizing a paragraph, paraphrasing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, quote, the CMA found that given the importance of Call of Duty to Sony PlayStation and the existence of strong direct and indirect network effects, any foreclosure strategy. So they mean like uh, exclusivity strategy, except uh, essentially, um, any foreclosure strategy could have a significant impact on Sony's revenue and user base. The impact of any foreclosure strategy on Sony may be particularly strong at the launch of the next generation of consoles with, uh, when both new and existing users decide uh, which console to buy. The CMA found, therefore, that a material impact on Sony's ability to compete would have a detrimental impact on overall competition in the market and ultimately harm consumers, for example, uh, through higher prices, reduced quality, or reduced innovation in games and gaming consoles. And I've got a tweet out there, Tim. I've got a, a retweet which is popping off right now. You know, yeah. people are just doing numbers. Nice. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my sweatpants, you know, with crumbs in my chest hair, and my tweets are doing numbers. Nice. <laughs> um, and what I said, uh, essentially, it's at the bottom of the notes of this topic, uh, yeah. but I said, you know, the CMA essentially said Microsoft could harm consumers through higher prices, reduce quality, reduce innovation. Meanwhile, the competition that the CMA seems so desperate to defend is saying, are raising literally raising prices of their consoles, mm -hmm. literally raising prices of their games, 
charging extra for upgrades that nobody else in the market is currently doing. And they're reducing their own innovation with multiple remakes, multiple director's cuts, you know, diverting resources to remakes, remasters, and director's cuts. Yeah. Like, like the, these things are already happening and they're not happening with Xbox. So, yeah. like I said, it's the first phase. We'll wait till the second phase. But by God, it better be a good consideration because right now the CMA are like are finding that, you know, this is going to harm consumers, which is such a load of shit. It's so not going to harm your everyday consumer. No. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's such a good point, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that your, your retweet is popping off. Um, because yeah, Sony Sony are have been first to to raise hardware prices, and they've been the first to basically just lock in seventy pound games, uh, most of which are just single player games as well. Um, they've definitely they, they've been the first to adopt this um, in in the next generation. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in terms of being innovative, yeah, like you said, the amount of fucking remakes and director's cuts we're seeing is is insane. It's just like I don't know, man. Full price. Yeah, and they're full price. They're they're coming in at seventy pounds. Not in the subscription service. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. It's it's mental. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So we'll see. Um, you know, uh, well, on to next week, I guess. You know, for the next thing. Um, yeah. All right. So let's come around to uh, this question in the chat then. So uh, Three Mile Island says, "Hi guys, for sixty-seven point eight billion, how many third-party AAA games do you think Microsoft could buy to put into Game Pass? At a hundred million per game, I calculate six hundred and seventy-eight AAA games for Game Pass. <laughs> that sounds good." <laughs> what <laughs> does sound good yeah we could have uh, uh all of them well how many uh, what uh, like so like g- going by those numbers how many uh, hang on uh i guess if so if we had like monthly triple a games for a year god oh, this, is, this is a long time oh, it's 340 for like 12 years about 11 or 12 years running we could have a monthly triple a game uh third into part. game pass <laughs> yeah third party yeah but why are we assuming there are 100 million per game? Is this just, uh, it's just a just, complete, just, just, a, just, just, just an estimation of how much a, a brand new AAA would cost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, on average. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, to be fair, uh, like this is, and like, you know, I keep saying this, but like the reason a lot of the Xbox community is really defensive about the proposition of game passes because it it like directly impacts your value yeah you know like i don't necessarily need an exclusive like i i understand that like it does help generate like my perception of the value of the thing that i've bought but when things like plague tale requiem scorn uh you know uh dark tide all of these like big games dropping into game pass day one that like directly i would bought i would have bought some of those games i'm saving money (laughs) so like it's important um so ultimately, yeah, the investment is what matters. If Xbox feel they need to spend that money on acquisitions, I suppose, to nurture some of the studios and get better results, then that's fine too. But yeah, like, <laughs> I'm also fine with 678 AAA games in Game Pass as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, e- kind of either side of the uh, of the coin. It's it's not bad, is it? Um, yeah. I'd take either one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is quite crazy <laughs> to think about. Actually, <laughs> the, the 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 amount of money that could potentially sort of that's so get, much money. Yeah, and and, and what it could like, get throw... outside of Activision Blizzard, and it does make you think. It's just yeah. like, is it worth it? Especially when you're going through all this fucking shit that Microsoft are going through as well right now. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe instead of buying ABK, they should buy a BK a. Okay. Just yeah. take over Burger King, the franchise. Rework that shit. You know, get yeah. it working again. Get some good food out the door. Get a free burger with your Xbox. And you're done. That's a good buy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted. Satisfied. <laughs> uh, and anyway, we're getting six. We're getting 678 games next year. Anyway, you know, looking yeah, at the exactly. catalog and the schedule. Anyway, like such a crammed year. That's what's happening next year. Anyway, so I guess we'll be able to test run that. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next story. Here we go. Xbox Keystone. That was the the rumored streaming stick mini console puck thing we've spoken about here on the show. You've probably heard about it if you're listening to an Xbox podcast. Um, And then out of nowhere, for the Fallout 25th anniversary, Phil takes a screenshot of his shelf. And, you know, he's got got the... um, What's it called? The Pip-Boy there. Yeah. Oh, Phil, you're so sneaky. At the top of the screen, there's like a little connect looking thing. It's like white. It looks oh, like yeah. the top of a. Oh, yeah, I see it. Like a slice of the Series S. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, what's that, Phil? Phil, what's, uh, what's that little thing at the top of your shelf? <laughs> kind, of, kind of sus, Phil. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Um, yeah. Man thinks he's slick, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He is. <laughs> well, he is, yeah, that's, that's true. Man is, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's generated a, a bit more speculation about this device, and especially with a lot of the um, cloud streaming thing, like devices that are now like hitting the market, whether it's Razer or Logitech, um, you know, it's got this kind of renewed interest in cloud again. And people are like, oh, maybe this thing like would be good depending on price. You know, a lot of these portables are like 300, 400 quid or dollars, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are in agreement that that's generally too much. However, a little dongle that you plug into your TV or any device with a, you know, HDMI in presumably, um, that would be useful for a lot of people as well, I think. So, you know, supposedly that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> yeah. And feels just, being a little coy boy. It's just Xbox's Stadia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In its wake. Yeah. I so, mean, um, it all comes down to price point, I think, like you said, for me. Um, especially um, someone, you know, I've recently almost bought a Series S. Um, so, you know, this is something that I don't know how far off the horizon this is. But this is something that could sway me in a different direction to buying a Series S, you know, for if if I wanted a different console in a in a in a different house or or something like that. So, um, especially if it's a much cheaper alternative, um, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And again, I think it's like really expanding that uh, the sort of the, the platform portfolio, the hardware portfolio, mm. uh, to get people in at a cheaper price. Right, uh, you know, you got the Series X, mega expensive. Well, yeah, reasonably expensive. You got the Series S, a bit cheaper. You got your streaming stick for like a hundred quid, 
And if you just want to play games, like if you're, you're, you get something for your kid, like they're not going to know. Uh, they can drive around as, or, you know, Forza or whatever it is. That is a really cheap way to get access to all of like so many tiles, especially with Game Pass. Like that, that's really, really crazy value. Yeah. Um, which is clearly what they're trying to do. So we'll see. Um, we've been speaking about this thing for like quite a while now, since like the start of the podcast. This thing has been rumored. So. Yeah. Could be quite, quite confirmation, I guess. Could be uh, shadow dropped. E three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It seems like an E three announcement. Yeah, uh, but we'll have to see. Having said that, Xbox have gone quite good at, at, at like just talking about games at E three nowadays. You know, they, yeah. they tend to like stay away from hardware stuff. So maybe, yeah, but yeah, maybe around summer. Yeah, for sure, around the E three time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, you can now launch Xbox Cloud Games directly from Bing, the best browser, may I add, and Microsoft Edge. Sweet. I won't retract any statements. Yeah. Mean, I'm coming out to 90k Microsoft rewards. Yeah. That's crazy. I could buy I could buy you, no, you with can't. that amount of Microsoft points. I'm more, I'm I could. more than that. What is that in monetary value? You're on Ninety quid. You think I'm worth ninety pounds, Deck? <laughs> That's so well, maybe disrespectful. A five. I'm actually hurt that you think I'm worth ninety pounds. <laughs> but I don't. Fuck I don't you, set man. the prices. Look, this is up for negotiation. That's fine. I'm just saying that I think I've got a good. I could. I could really make a good offer. <laughs> if I throw in like a cheese string, I mean, yeah, maybe so. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a cheese drink um, years, mate. So <laughs> I don't taste of anything. No, it's just like nothing. They do peel pretty good though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So straight from the browser. I mean, not not an incredible amount to add here, but I, you know, I I I think it's quite cool that you can let like somebody could just do that and then just boot straight in from there. Just just a nice little addition. Um, yeah. Get cool. that cloud streaming everywhere. It's in the air we breathe. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. You look into it. Oh, you can stream from there. You know, you put your stuff in the oven. Oh, what's that? Oh, look, it's uh, game Xbox Cloud in the oven. That. Go in your car. You turn your car on. Dashboard, it pops up. Play Cuphead. Yeah. Crash, die. (laughs) Play Xbox. You will plug your brain in to the servers. Play Xbox from, from, from the great beyond. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Play Xbox from your cryo sleep. Coming coming yeah. Xbox Cryo. Maybe we're maybe we're closer to black like black mirror than we think we are with this. Yeah, dude. This feels like master plan to just make us all like I'm actually gonna just get us in the all in cryo sleep on a constant subscription. I'm actually yep. just I'm a little bit afraid, so just I'm actually gonna just verbally trademark the the cryo sleep video game idea that I just came up with. Just in case that <laughs> ever comes back. Cause you know, you never know with the future, man. And this just shit's comes on back. YouTube. No, no, no. Like like it gets invented in in the future, man. Oh, I see, right. Okay. Like and I want you never know. You don't know what the future's like. This is going to be up on YouTube. They can refer back to this. I can refer back to this. Yeah. If I'm still alive. Yeah, coined... at the point of cryo gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it, yeah, it's like meta. It's on their like 60th product like reveal, and they're like introducing cryo gaming. Yeah. Oh, and then in a tiny note to the bottom, revealed in episode 73 of the Crickers podcast, yeah. coined, popularized by Tim. Yeah. The Crickers podcast. Go you, man. This could be our money maker. Exactly. You might exactly. Really well, we're transferring to a new planet because we screwed this one up, and Xbox are like, hey, yeah, you don't want to just sleep during don't the transition. Sleep. Yeah. Why don't you play? Give us some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you play while you cryo sleep? Yeah. Get yeah. that gamer score Look, ticket got... up. Yeah. You've got Fallout 76. Like, it's on its 6,000th update. Yeah. The year is 3032. Yeah. You, can, you can play that. Just just make sure you leave your credit card by your on your little cryo sleep table. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll just make sure yeah, you're entertained. We'll just walk by in contactless. Just... Yeah, get just you in. Boop you. Done. Yeah. I'm ready for that timeline. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> Fallout. That's a really good segue. <laughs> uh, uh, the 25th anniversary, Tim. It's the 25th anniversary of Fallout. As I as I said about Phil doing his little picture of the shelf. Um, uh, people were hoping for like a remake announcement or really anything. And there was like a cute video um, that went up and it had, you know, Brian Fargo, who's like the lead over at NXR. It has Fergus Urquhart, who's like the lead dev over at Obsidian, or at least on Avowed. Um, and Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarski, who are both at Obsidian, um, both worked on Outer Worlds. And it's kind of crazy that all of those devs are now Xbox first party devs, you know, like mm. from NXR to obsidian <laughs> to bethesda like they're all under the same umbrella it's um, crazy, yeah which you know which is just quite funny uh i i personally don't have too much of a history with fallout um i i've only played fallout 4 and i know that's sacrilege to a lot of people i just i did wasn't i just wasn't playing three at the time i, I don't know it just kind of went past me i played fallout 4 like last year spoke about it on the podcast time i had a good time uh i'm not going back to play fallout 3 because the performance looks horrendous. Yeah. Um, if there was a remake, I'd very much be into it. And I did, I think at the time I did try New Vegas as well, but I really couldn't get into it. Give me a remake of either of those games and I would definitely jump right in. So, I mean, really where I'm going with this is that I wanted to kind of ask you kind of what your, because I know you've played more than I have. What's, what's kind of your history with Fallout? Like, does this really, you know, does this mean anything to you? 25 years of Fallout. Uh, yeah, no, it does mean quite a lot to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Fallout 3 um i played that game probably to completion quite a few times um and it was it's probably goes down as one of my favorite rpgs i'd say um and then yeah i really like new vegas as well i wasn't like a ultra mega fan of new vegas like i thought it was i thought it was very good but like a lot of people preached that it's the best one um by quite some margin i i personally think fallout 3 is better um but yeah, no, it is it is a big deal, and I would love to see these these remade, or or at least one of them, preferably Fallout Three. Um, I would absolutely play that again. Um, if 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 that got remade, but does it not even have a performance enhancement? Then you can't even like play it at like sixty. I don't know. Like, is that not a thing? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I straight up don't know. Well, I mean, it, it would be. Are there any frame rate boosted games for the three sixty? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know if there are. I think it's only Xbox One games that are 
FPS boost to do it. Feel free mm. to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Anyone in the chat. Uh, but I feel I feel like that's the case. Um but yeah, it's 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 definitely a happy time. But it's also, yeah, there's I can't help but just be like it would have been cool to get like an announcement like that. Um but you know, yeah, yeah it would have been perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um and stuff like that does tend to happen on anniversaries. Um so I I can definitely see why people kind of got their hopes up for something like that. Um but yeah, regardless, 25 years Fallout. It's uh yeah, it's a big deal. Um but obviously I didn't play Fallout yeah. uh original or Fallout 2. Those were like PC games um before my time a little bit. <clears throat> so my journey started at Fallout 3. Um which I'm sure probably a majority of people were the same. So which which again though like the names I reeled off uh, at the beginning of the segment they uh they worked on those early games uh, yeah. as well um so you know it's just again quite great you know clearly I, I think it's quite funny that it, when you sort of see all of those artists and those creatives speak in the same video and then you think Xbox went out to acquire all of them they clearly had something in mind when they went to make these acquisitions you know we want the minds behind you know like the foundations of some of the the biggest if not the biggest, you know, Western RPGs around today, you know, mm. whether that's Fallout or it's um or it's Elder Scrolls, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Congrats, Fallout. Uh I, I guess because like, the other angle here is that um you know, a lot of people have said it, but like Fallout being a dormant IP is is crazy considering how big it is. Um and a, and a, you know Bethesda, you know. The Todd is only one man. <laughs> so, you know, going from Starfield and then he's Elder Scrolls is obviously the next thing, and then Fallout's after that. You know, we're we're waiting till like twenty thirty four. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. You'll be forty. I'll be forty. Shut up. <laughs> so say stuff like that. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe if we go into some cryo sleep and enjoy some cryo gaming, we can really slow that process down. Wow, what a great idea, Deck. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and a remake would be a really good way to like, re you know, make sure that the IP still ex like, exists. Because I, I, I feel like there must be like IP, like, like. Like dissipation, you know? Yeah. IP dissipation? Just fades away. That must be a thing, right? Over time. It just yeah. it just goes. Yeah. Like if, if if it's not there for long enough, people start to forget about it. And obviously there's like a big you know, when it comes back, the big yay for people. but people will not in that whole time period you could have indoctrinated the young, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you could have indoctrinated the young, you know, like Nintendo does. There's a Mario every six months is Mario. Yahoo! <laughs> and you know, and then everybody knows who Mario is. Yeah. True. So we need a Fallout game every six months. I think that's exactly what I said. So you heard yes, it here first. I, I'm with you there. Yeah. Crunch period's not that. We bad. call. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Next Bethesda thing. Starfield. Yes. Uh, talking Starfield with Todd Howard uh, in a new series. I don't know if it's a new series actually, but it's in the the, the on the Bethesda channel. You, on YouTube, it's called Constellation Questions. I, I feel like this is the first in the series, but anyway, they had you know they had the community manager go and ask Todd a couple of questions. Only a five minute video, worth a watch. Uh, did you feast your eyes on on this wonderful man and his talking? I did. I did indeed. 
what do you have to say about it? Um, well, he's just, my eyes were feasted, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's great. You're gobbling that man up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, um, it just, I'm always happy to learn more and know more about Starfield, um, with so little known about it. Um, so yeah, man, this is, this was hype. Even if it was just like a little, a little five minute thing. Um, I, I feel, I, I, I feel it covered some, some pretty important details. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks great. Looks fucking great, dude. Uh, particularly uh, the model that they showed off at the end during the like persuasion system conversation. Yeah. Um, like legit, it looks really good. It does. Like legit, it like it looks really good. I think you know the source engine and the stuff Bethesda make. Some of the stuff can look just okay, but some of the stuff can look really good. And I think they've done a really good job with like the texture modeling. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. like the faces and the face animations is one of the things that look decent, um, but looked... it's not the strong point of the engine. I, th- I still thought they they look substantially better than anything they've done in the past. Uh, it, it looks great, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but whereas, like the actual model itself looked like next gen like textured. Do you know what I mean? It was that yeah. really detailed. Um, a lot of a lot of pixels in countless pixels. Yeah. Um, and then obviously alongside that, yeah, the persuasion system itself, which is um one of the the bigger things that they spoke about here, which we don't really have a super clear idea of how this is like actually works. Like, but there was like a point system where it was like one through to five um, and, you know, different colors probably indicating how much of a gamble those statements are to try and persuade someone. Mm-hmm. Um, like there might be a chance that you, you have to get to get that person to like, let's say four points. Um and you can do a couple of plus one statements or you can risk it with a plus four statement. Um, And, you know, depending on your skill and everything. So it seemed like a cool, um, cool way to do it. And I I saw a lot of people talking about the, um, the dialogue system, the, in, uh, in oblivion. Do you remember that when it was like a, it was like a circle and you could, you'd like to tell, you could tell a joke or you could like, Oh yeah. uh, Insult. Or you could be, you know, yeah, and it's like this really weird system. And they were like, they're trying to work on something like that, you know, that because that's what a lot of people have said that in terms of the RPG-ness, Starfield is like a continuation of Oblivion. Yeah. yeah which people are happy with. Yeah, they're definitely going for more of those character-to-character sort of um, relationships and stuff like that and and bringing back the old school um bethesda um rpg dialogue choices that sort of thing um you know where they they boiled that down for 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 their sequels in like fallout 4 and i don't think people were too too pleased with it um so yeah it's good to see it going going back to its roots and and adapting on it as well so yeah really cool yeah that's right they also spoke about um, the traits that we saw in the trailer back in uh, the Xbox showcase. And um, they showed off a few more here as well. You know, when you build your character, love that shit. And a lot Ooh. of the traits come with negatives as well. And the Outer Worlds had like a bit of this. And I thought that was implemented pretty good for the most part. I don't think it was perfect, but it was pretty good. Um, but I like the idea of this. And one of the things they said here is that 
actually the negative sides of those traits can be removed in game you know there's a quest line you can go through to get rid of the negative part of it and i was like that is a great idea that is a great idea um because then you always have even if you don't do it immediately you always have it in your head that you can go through something not only does it generate like an individual quest depending on what you've picked Mm. um you have an option to kind of take that away and you can you know it it kind of it helps you view those because sometimes when you this games do this the negative trait is just too annoying to deal with for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you fall over every five steps, and it's like I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how good the thing is, I'm not like doing something shitty like that. Um, whereas if it's something I knew I could beeline in the first five hours of the game, that changes things. So yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Plus, it creates uniqueness across everyone's playthroughs as well. You pick different skills to me. I pick different skills to you. We get different quest lines and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. And 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 uh, essentially different play styles too, um, so yeah, no, um, that's a big yeah, thumbs right. up from me. That's right. Sounds really cool. Todd also said that uh, Starfield by far has the most quest depth of any uh, Bethesda game software game yet, um, and they said that like in terms of like size, Starfield is. It's not. It's the biggest, not by like loads and loads and loads, but it is the biggest. But more importantly, there's more depth to everything, um, mm. which I thought was quite interesting because with the whole thousand planets thing, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know how they're measuring that. But you know, I, I like this. I like um, you know depth and intricacy to like levels and quests and um, even like just looking at all of the voice work, like even in that trailer, like again with the persuasion system, that's a lot. And and this goes hand in hand with what todd said that they, they just crossed two hundred and fifty thousand lines of dialogue in starfield you know and fallout 4 was their last biggest one and that had 111 lines now they're not even done yet yeah. so more than double and, and fallout 4 was their, their biggest um skyrim had sixty thousand, um and that's still considered a pretty big game yeah. um it's crazy yeah it's big it's, it's big a, it's the biggest um yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously that, that's that's great to hear because people are obviously scared that with the whole thousand planets thing and so much going on that you know the game might be quite shallow in a lot of ways and one and one of the ways could have been something like this. So it's good to have that confirmed that it's not just going to be like yeah, crap tons of planets and some of them are copy pasta and then it's they end up just being fetch quests. You know, it's nice to know that they they have this this depth as well. Um, it's reassuring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Last point, uh, really, um, was Todd that had this conversation with the community manager about um, kind of hard versus soft science, um, you know, and, and where the game kind of sits on that on that dichotomy. Um, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, he said that, you know, typically it's something which is quite subjective, you know, like, to, you know, if you're not familiar, like, you know, hard, hard science would be something essentially which is like more realistic. You can think of it on that scale. It's like a, it's like a non-realistic to realistic sci-fi. You know, think of something like Outriders, maybe Destiny. That's maybe a bit more soft science. Um, whereas like a flight sim, you know, like Elite Dangerous, that would be like hard science because you've got to manage your petrol and the gravity and yeah. the, and your oxygen and, you know. Um, and he said that he, he does think, and the, the team think about it as a bit more hard science but there is there is considerations and compromises made there. Like, for example, he spoke about how in early builds of the game, um, you could run out of fuel. Like, you do have fuel to manage with your ship, and you could run out of fuel, um, and you it would essentially, you know, you'd stop in your tracks, and it would really just create a barrier mm. to 
do the next thing that you wanted to do. Like presumably you wouldn't just hang around in space and then have to, you know, <laughs> push up on the stick for five hours to get to the closest planet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, but, but you'd have to like, yeah, you'd have to like call an SOS, you know, get pulled to the nearest planet, refuel and then go. So it'd like create a barrier. So what he said, he said in the game now that you don't run out of fuel, but you do have to manage and upgrade your fuel capacity. And what that essentially allows you to do is travel further and like how far you can go between planets. And it like opens the scope of the game. I you see. know, it essentially acts as your the, the exploration yeah. like regulator. Yeah, uh, like you can now reach this. Like, oh, I can go to the yeah. next solar system. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, I like that. Which is, it sounds... So and so, of course, you, that, that what that does mean is that you don't have to micro. Well, by the sounds of it, you don't have to micromanage if you want, you know, end up floating around in space for no good reason. So yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that that kind of distinction between hard and soft. And I just thought that was a really interesting conversation um, hmm. because it, there there is like an element of realism to Starfield. You know, it's not like Destiny where it's kind of like heavy on fiction. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, this game continues to be really really interesting for a lot of different reasons um it, it's it's shaping up really nicely you know i really hope this ends up being some of bethesda's best work um i really really do uh especially because it's a new ip for them you know it must be so like liberating to work on something that isn't fallout and elder scrolls so <laughs> you know first time in 20 25 years or whatever yeah. um and i also think xbox are going to be leaning mega heavy into this next year mm. as their marquee title um oh, so i really hope that they can they can pull it off yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um... All right. Uh, we've only got a couple of things left. Um, so if you've been with us this whole time, if you've just joined, if you're listening after the fact, uh, we'd really appreciate if you could hit that like button. It really helps us out. I'll ask you to maybe consider subscribing. And, you know, maybe come around, follow us on Twitter. It's in the description if you're interested. But that'd be really nice. Um, we stream this time every week on a Sunday to... You know, help you through your chores or whatever it is you're doing. We'll be right here for you and you only. Cool. Yeah, I was I was literally actually just about to throw in a little point that um the shops are closing soon and uh I need to do some food shopping. So <laughs> let's get through my these man's last coffee. coffee story. No, no, it isn't coffee. I need food for tonight. Like <laughs> so important. <laughs> we don't have food. But yeah, so all right. Xbox does a funny. This is really important news that definitely won't slow you down for getting Thanks, on with your day. <laughs> uh, so all the megacorps were doing the really funny thing this year where they say, oh, be careful of, you know, check your candy, check your chocolate because of that thing that happened where people were putting razor blades in fucking candy. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. It's weird, that. isn't it? That's weird. Humans, am I right? Yeah, humans, I guess. Anyway, Xbox made this post about uh, the chocolate bar, and they said, we found troll posts, troll posts in ours, and they won't stop repeating the same thing over and over. <laughs> and it's just little tweets of people saying PlayStation better stuffed into the chocolate. It's, it's, <laughs> Why do it's people do that? It's good to every Xbox post. PlayStation better. PlayStation better. Yeah, uh, because they have nothing better to do. you think they'd be <laughs> playing their fucking PlayStation. <laughs> But they're not playing Twitter, mate. Yeah, yeah. You think they'd be playing God of War for the fifth time? <sighs> Got it. Yeah. Good fuck. Good fuck. <laughs> uh, okay. There's an ask to join feature 
coming to the dashboard along with some DVR improvements. On the Xbox Series S and X, game DVR captures at 720p and 1080p will now experience up to a 30% increase in bitrate. Um, I know a lot of people will be really happy to hear this, and hopefully it's the start of a you know more improvements for DVR because DVR does need some work. I don't have the same problems a lot of people online seem to have with it. A lot of people say like crashes, they can't like transfer their saves to their phone or upload them to Twitter. Like it just like is really, really poor. Um, I don't have that experience, but I don't use DVR that much. I do save stuff, but like I don't do much. Like I clip stuff, but I don't do much with it beyond that. Um, yeah. Have you like had a weird like experience with DVR at all? Uh, I mean, I I've used it a couple of times recently with the Overwatch clips that I've been putting in like our WhatsApp chats and stuff. Um, I haven't had any issues sort of accessing this from the app, downloading and uploading to an, to an, to another platform. Um, it's been it's been pretty smooth for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just kind of kind of lucky, but um, but yeah, I mean, more improvements, right? It can't help. I just want them to bring back the fact that you could watch clips without fucking opening up an entirely new app and screen. Like I liked when you could just watch yeah. it and still stay on the game that you're on. It really triggers me. That they just overlaid, that. didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be really nice. That would be a quality of life change that I'd actually like them to bring back <laughs> for me. Because they, it, we yeah, had it and they definitely. took it away. So I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the second part of this... Um... To, to read straight off the page want to join a friend but aren't sure if they've got room for more starting today a random subset of users will see the ask to join feature is now easier to use just navigate to a friend's profile and, and use the ask to join button to send them a notification letting them know you're interested then they can easily respond with a message or an invite to get you into the game social features yeah good more social features it's kind of cool yeah it's it's nice to that you can just have a status that you're kind of you know you're not full and you're willing to get more people in i guess that's kind of nice yeah um i think i think well we've spoken about it before but like yeah yeah like more social features <laughs> where's my activity feed give it back let me see my friends clips <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah let me see my friends clips achievements what i've been playing that sort yeah. of stuff, yeah. Yeah, really, really buried. Because, like, I think you can... I, like, I don't... I don't even know. Like, I literally don't even know. Like, if I wanted to try and find something that did that, I, I wouldn't even know where to look. Like, I, I feel like there, there's somewhere that shows, like, some achievements from the friends list, but definitely not clips like we used to have with the activity feed. So, yeah, by all yeah. means, just keep working on this social side of it because it's really taken a downgrade from what it used to be and let alone you know the 360 it was really integrated quite heavily there yeah yeah definitely okay last story um tiny tiny little stuff there's been a trademark for project mara project mara if you don't remember was uh like ninja theories um experimental horror title with those like hyper realistic um focusing on kind of um psychological horror um we we know very little about it they did like a i want to call it like a tech demo or something you know just to show off like how they're trying to make it uh hyper realistic and it it, it did in fact look hyper realistic okay. um but it's now trademarked and it makes me wonder if we'll get an announcement or any more info on this soon um you know maybe a name reveal as well mm. might be a game awards thing yeah, um i could see that ninja 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 theory 
have been at the Game Awards for the last two or three years with Hellblade. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe instead of seeing Hellblade again this year, considering we saw gameplay last year, maybe we see Project Mara and a name reveal. So, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, I could see that being potential. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. It's definitely something um, different to what they 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 normally make as well. Um, so yeah, yeah. Or maybe they announce it on Halloween. <gasps> Spooky. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. That'd I think it's way more to get likely. people to associate the game with Halloween. I think it's more likely we'll probably see it at the Game Awards, but it'd be kind of cool to see it. Yeah, sort of announced like that. Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin says Hellblade 2023, Project Mario 2024. Yep, I'm with you, mate. Yeah, it's no doubt. Out next there. Year. Yeah. I don't. I will, I reckon Hellblade is a bit of a. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it makes next year. I don't know why. It'll I just be have a funny feeling. I think you know they'd be close. Yeah, it'll be holiday. If there is a time that it comes out, it would be holiday. Um, but I, we we've heard that that studio was really badly impacted by COVID because they do a lot of mocap and like texture scanning, you know, to get stuff to look so good. Um, so it's a lot of in-person stuff. So that really slowed things down. Is what we've heard. Um, so we'll see. I reckon if that does come out, it'll be end of 2023. Um, so we'll see. Because at the moment, I'm just like, I'm just going day by day because, like, you know, it's been a dry year. You know, things have picked up a little bit in the back half of this year. Next year's packed across the board. But in terms of Xbox first party showing, we know Starfield and Red 4 there, which is which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some other stuff I'm missing. Uh, but we have no announcements about any of the other games coming next year. Like, is Avowed next year? Is Hellblade also next year? But that starts to become quite packed if those two things are true, yeah. uh, you know, with big, like, marquee titles. So, yeah, exciting stuff. We'll have to see. Indeed. 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 All right, Tim. Do you want to smack the jingle? And we'll have a little... Uh, uh, yeah. Do a little outro... A little thing. Uh, um, yeah. Let's do it. We are, we're jingling, buddy. Right. Great. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. Um, it was a it was a, it was a good show. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens next week. Uh, dear God, I hope there's nothing more from the CMA. But I'm I'm fucking kidding myself if I think that there won't be. Oh, there will. Be. Um, so that's just going to be, yeah. Like at this point, the CMA and generally just Activision Blizzard have as much of a right to this podcast as we do. Yeah. It's like a third. It's like a guest. Yeah, it's right there yeah. off screen. We'll have them on next week. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I said before, if you've been here, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, if you like what we do, do consider giving us a like. Consider subscribing, coming around on Twitter, notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, any closing thoughts, Tim? Before we peace on out of here, other than um, that, you don't have the skin on your fish. Uh, no, nothing from me, man. And uh, I do eat the skin on my Which fish is. sometimes. I'm not a complete no person. Jesus, man. Help me like that. But you do eat, like, lemon skin, don't you? No, I don't eat lemon skin. Where'd this rumour come from? Okay, well, you used to. You fucking used to, right? Maybe it's like a fucking trick in school, eh? A lemon peel every now and again. <laughs> but I was, I was never just the eater of lemon peels. Well, in my head, you were the kid who ate lemon skin. So, wow, and and that's remained that's not my at fault. the front of your brain <laughs> for this long. Twenty-eight, and you still see me yeah. as the lemon-eating kid. <laughs> that's fucking it. fantastic. That's it. 
just go you just come into your house and there's just like lemons without skin like segments of lemon around your room stop scurvy mate bye Ron you never know when scurvy's <laughs> gonna come back <laughs> shit makes a return but yeah bye everyone watch out for scurvy <laughs> eat your lemon peels <laughs> that's such good advice